0: For the pre q and with the George Collective. We are here with Karen Fraser, and she is going to be answering your questions tonight. Go ahead and just raise your hand when you're ready to ask a question, and I will get to you as soon as possible. Karen usually does this via her writing media, so this is an experiment that we're excited to try out. So, so excited to get started, but before we do, I just wanted to ask the kickoff question and I wanted to ask uh, the George Collective what exactly they are.
1: So they want to start with a statement. So if if we're good, we'll start there and we'll go from there. Greetings. We're excited to be here talking to you today through this channel. We know she's nervous. We've kept her up all night telling her she was going to be okay. So she will be. So thank you very much for talking to us. And we hope that you understand that Karen is conscious while we do this. So sometimes she may insert something even if we don't want her to but she is going to try not to. That was Karen saying that. Um, So what we are is we are source energy. We are the source energy that speaks in all of you. We speak through all of you and you can all access us. You do not need to be involved in a Q and A to have a conversation with us. You can have a conversation with us in the quiet of your heart. You can have a conversation with us when you're in nature. You can have a conversation with us when you run, when you dance, when you sing, when you do anything that you love to do. And we will speak to you and we will share you with you the wisdom that you have within you. And we will help you to remember who you really are. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, We can start taking questions now, so if you have a question for the George Collective, go ahead and raise your hand. And in the meantime, I wanted to ask, we actually have, have a question from uh, Sarekka. And I'm sorry, Wait, please sorry. please correct me on the pronunciation of your name. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> uh, hi, Karen. Uh, my question is, how can we clear or cleanse our past life karmas? How can we clear or cleanse our past life karmas?
1: Karma is misunderstood. Karma is something that people embodies misunderstand. You do bring with you karma, but that karma is things that you give yourself and opportunities that you provide yourself so that you can grow and move and remember who you truly are. So karma is not something that you need to clear. And how you clear it is by deciding that this no longer serves me, that this is no longer who I am, and you move forward. I think what you're asking is you want to know how you can clear past life residue, which is different than karma. So past life residue is something that some people bring with them where a little bit of your memory from previous lives leaks through. You remember things that just little bits of it that have happened in the past. So you might, for instance, remember, you might be afraid of snakes. And the reason you're afraid of snakes is because you had an encounter with a snake when you were in a past life, or you might have a fear, you might have claustrophobia and be afraid of being in a closet or being in an enclosed space. And that is because perhaps something happened to you in a past life and that leaks through its bleed through. And the way you do that and clear that is through doing shadow work. You go deep inside and you ask, show me why I have this. And then you work with it, you sit with it, you allow yourself to have those feelings and express those feelings, because if it's something that's from a past life where you died from it, you didn't have time to work through those feelings and that might be why it's bleeding through. And so what you do is you work through it in this life. You can do it through hypnosis, you can do it in meditation, but what's important is you sit with those feelings, you be with those feelings and you allow yourself to experience them and release them. The problem is, is most people when they're afraid of something or when they have something that they think is karma, they're afraid to look at it. They're afraid to look at it because they're afraid that they've done something that makes their souls unworthy. And so we want you to know that there is nothing that you can do that makes you unworthy. There is nothing that you have ever done that makes you unworthy because you have been and said and done everything. You have been every energy you have been every kind of person, you have been a killer, you have been a saint, you have been a minister, you have been a supplicant, you have been a man and a woman, you have been everything. And therefore, all you need to do is recognize that all of those things, the sum total of those things are who you are. And it gives you no disfavor in the eyes of source, because this is what you came here to do.
2: Thank you. All right,
0: Um, does anybody have a question?
3: Quiet
1: group.
0: Quiet tonight. Karen, until we get our next question in, I'd like to ask something regarding channeling. I've heard so many different ways that people channel. And I was wondering what your method is.
1: (laughs) I don't have one. I sit down. I, um, so the Georges contact me and usually it's in the middle of the night. I mean, I'd like to say it's not, but usually it's in the middle of the night. It's in the middle of the night because that's when I am open. That's what they just told me. It's in the middle of the night because that's when you're open. So they contact me, I get up, I open my computer, I sit down and I I start writing or typing and I have no idea what I'm going to type when I begin. And I have, uh, when it's done, I have to go back and read it to see. I'm conscious while I'm doing it. I'm aware of what's being said, but just like everybody else has to process it, I have to read it many, many times before I can process it as well. So they tell me that they contact me while I sleep because in my dreams is when I'm most open because I, I told you, Cheryl, before we started that I'm skeptical of this, right? I am incredibly skeptical of this. Um, But what they tell me is that it doesn't matter if I'm skeptical or not. And I can, I just do it anyway. I sit down, I write, and that's my process. Uh, a couple times in the beginning, they, when I, as an adult, when I was a kid, they just like played with me. They were my friends and I wrote like little simple poems and things. And they tell me that that was them. And as I got older, as an adult, I would sit down without even really realizing what I was doing. I just thought I was journaling and I would read my journal late, later and I would think, that doesn't sound like anything I was thinking or feeling. And they tell me that that was them. And um, in the last year or so, they've really made a push to have me step out and talk to people about this and share this with people instead of keeping the messages to myself. And so that's what I'm doing. So I get up at three o'clock in the morning a lot.
0: Wow, okay. Do you ever channel to where you lose yourself? They step in as you would say.
1: In the beginning. I can tell you when it first happened or they can tell you when it first happened because they want to. I will tell you that I was at a place I was at a a hotel that was, was haunted, but that's a very spiritual place. there was energy in the location that was important that the person who is the caretaker recognized and they weren't recognizing the energy and they were allowing things to happen there that was not taking care of this place that's a very spiritual place on Gaia that brings energy and holds energy and anchors energy in space and in space time. And they weren't taking care of the place. And therefore we stepped in, we drew, well, we had Karen draw. We, Karen's husband, Jim is an engineer and a scientist and he understood what we were drawing. And he explained through what we were drawing and she spoke and she has no memory of it, but she's been told about it afterwards. And that was really the first time that we took over and she had no idea what was happening, but it was important because there was a message that needed to be received and we needed to share that message. That sounds very intense. That was very intense. Yeah. 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 I I well it wasn't for me. I was good.
0: You're all good. <laughs> you mentioned something a minute ago that I wanted to go back to. And you said that the George Collective urged you to come out, let's say more forcefully in the past year or so, year and a half, is that yeah. right? Yes. Why why now or why then?
1: because we have been sending messages we in source have been sending messages and opportunities to people embodied on gaia for not just centuries but millennia the third wave of humanity which most of you are have been embodied on millennia on gaia for many 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 thousands of years and you have had many opportunities and some of you use those opportunities to begin to shift and some of you do not. And in the past space time, two decades on earth, we have been sending more and more urgent messages, and more and more urgent opportunities so that people can begin to shift and change and remember who they are. This is a great awakening, and you're all part of it the fact that you're sitting and listening to these messages, the fact that you read our messages, and the fact that you can hear our messages. This is the great awakening and you are the messengers of it. In 2020, at the beginning of the year that was 2020, there was a virus that came out of China and everybody had to stop and sit and listen And this is the first time that everybody stopped and listened. And there were other circumstances as well. And so we felt that this was the time where the opportunity was where everyone could start to listen and understand and tune into guidance and become messengers and become spiritual activists to help bring about shift.
0: And in the future, does this transition start speeding up, if that makes sense?
1: That relies on a very human perspective of time. There is no past. There is no future. There is only present. And therefore, what you see as future only exists as probabilities. The possibility is that you will shift. The energy is shifting. More and more people are starting to tune into messages, hear their own messages, be their own messengers, and become spiritual activists. And they are shifting. And just by being there and vibrating, humanity is beginning to shift. And we want to tell you something about this as well. We want you to understand that some of you, many of you live in places where you feel that you don't fit in whether you don't fit in because of the politics, whether you don't fit in because of social norms, whether whatever reason you don't fit in, you are there for a reason. You are there as spiritual anchors. You spiritually anchor the places that you stay. And you, just by being there, raise the vibration. So even if you do nothing else, even if you merely stay where you are and vibrate, you, about changes and shifts, and you start to raise the vibration of those around you.
0: Um, Does anyone else have a question? And I don't want to dominate the the Q&A session. Anyone else have a question right now? If if not, that's fine. Just chime in whenever you do. Um, Oh, yes. Um, All right. Um, Sarika, please, Tell me if I'm pronouncing
2: your name wrong. You're pronouncing it right. (laughs) Thank you. So I want to ask Georges or Karen, um, what is the advice you want to give every individual who are there here or you want to give a message only to me or whatever? How are we doing uh, in spiritual line, whatever I'm doing, rather, to be more specific?
1: How are you doing spiritually? Yeah. So this is what's really important to understand. And this is the thing that most people and bodies forget. Spirit and source is a really big target. It is all there is, and therefore you can't miss. You're doing well you're all doing well. The fact that you're here, the fact that you're listening to this, the fact that we're having a conversation, and the fact that you resonate with the messages, you're doing well. What can you do better? Be in presence. Take time and be in presence. Always be present as much as possible. Don't spend time later. Don't spend time before. Spend time now because that is how you raise your vibration. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That was a great question. And the message of spending time now, um, speaking for myself, I have a very hard time doing that. Any, any, uh, any, secrets on how I can do better.
1: There's judgment. In what you said. Anytime you start to say, should I? Could I? You're judging and you're coming from a place, a very human place of of questioning things and of not allowing things. So how you do it is you allow, you catch yourself having thoughts of should, would, could, shouldn't, you catch yourself. And instead of thinking those thoughts, you do it. You be who you are in every moment. And in every moment you ask yourself, is this who I am? Is this what I wanna be? In every situation, you have the opportunity to respond in a way that defines who you are and that raises your vibration. And you do that by responding in the moment, by being in your senses, by being in your soul, by being in your spirit, and by stepping outside of the ego and recognizing when you react from ego, recognizing when you react from conditioning because conditioning and ego are the same thing. And you start to recognize your conditioning, you start to set that conditioning aside, you start to make a different choice anytime you recognize, and we understand you're not going to recognize every single time that you are being conditioned. We understand that you're not going to recognize every time you ask from your condition, you act from your conditioning, because human beings, souls and bodies are conditioned from the moment they are born, they're conditioned from before they are born, they're conditioned because immediately, as soon as the mother can have a picture taken, you know, whether it's a boy or a girl and you begin conditioning that early. And so we recommend that you recognize when you are acting from conditioning and we recommend that you recognize when you're conditioning other people because all of you Condition others as well. You can condition others in the ways that you respond to them. You condition others in the expectations you have of them. You condition others in the choices that you make. You condition others in wanting them to do things for you, in the ways that you react to them, in the ways that you judge who they are. And you condition yourself in the ways that you judge yourself. When you look in the mirror, and you think, oh, my God, I look so horrible today, you're conditioning yourself, you are picking up the conditioning that your entire society has given you, that your entire world has given you humanity has given you, and you're using it on yourself now. So you need to start recognizing the roots of conditioning, recognizing what it looks like. And then stepping outside of that. That's how you start to remain, you start to become present.
0: I feel like we're so, well, let me speak for myself. I I'm so programmed. My, my pathways are so set that sometimes it's hard to, to keep that in mind. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. But repeat what you said. And listen to what you said to, to us.
0: Repeat what I said that my neural.
1: And listen to what you said to us, as you say it.
0: My neural pathways are set and it's, you know, it's hard to change that.
1: That's conditioning. (laughs) You're conditioned to believe that your neural pathways are set and you're conditioned to believe that it's hard. And those are the thoughts and those are the words that you need to hear yourself saying, whether you're saying it to yourself or you're saying it to someone else, whether you're saying it to somebody who works for you in the workplace, whether you're saying it to your child, whether you're saying it to your spouse, which is usually when you say it, all of those things, or when you say it to yourself, because that's mostly where you say it. When you say these things to your partners and your children and your families and your coworkers and your friends and yourself you are participating in the conditioning thank you
0: thank you I appreciate that um all right let's um does anybody else have a question for the george collective right now
4: i have a question okay um, so uh we are in the process of the Great Awakening, and I um, have two two kids, a four year old and a seven year old. And not only do I want to, you know, participate in this, but um, I guess how do I help them, and then how do I help myself to? you know, be a positive uh, force in, in this change.
1: They're going to wake you up. You don't need to awaken them. Your children are fourth wave energy. And you're seeing it more and more in children born, especially in the last probably 30 or 40 years. They've become stronger in who they are and you see it in your world you see boundaries breaking down you see people choosing to not identify with a gender or choosing to not identify with a sexual preference or even choosing not to identify with a race all of these things can cause turmoil because old energy that is people who are choosing all of those things and are a product of their conditioning are still going to push back And so how you help your children is by telling them not to accept people pushing back. When they have not very many boundaries, they need to have boundaries to be safe. But they also, when they have boundaries that are against social mores, if they have teachers who say your child is not behaving the way they should, you need to stand up for them and you need to say, no, this is how my child is. We also recognize that your education system is a conditioning machine and it conditions children and continues to do so until more of the fourth wave energies are able to move into becoming in higher positions. And so if you can, we recommend you find a school system or an education system where they are able to be who they are and express who they are. And this has been made more possible than ever in the last year. There is one education system that we know of that we feel is extremely beneficial for children. It's called the Waldorf education. And if you can put your children in that type of a system where they are with one adult for their entire school time and their curriculum is based on being creative and all of the other education is woven into being creative, then we recommend that you do that. Otherwise, you have to be the barrier between the people who would try to condition them and you have to tell them to not allow it. Now, they probably won't allow it anyway, but recognize that this is something that's happening with children the fourth wave children that are coming in are and they're being diagnosed as having things like attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and things like that they're being diagnosed sometimes as having mental illness or sensory sensory integration disorders and those types of things it's very important that you don't let them medicate your child unless your child is actually a harm to themselves some people need to be medicated and we recognize that but make sure if someone tries to medicate your child that they actually need to be medicated. And let them be who they are and let them express who they are. Cheryl, you're muted. I
0: forgot, I put myself on mute. <laughs> Thank you. That's my trick. <laughs> yeah, just wondering, does anybody else have a question right now for the George Collective? You can chime in if you do. Tanny has a question. Hi, Tani. Hi, how are you? Good. So my, my question is, I feel like right now as a collective, the collective, you can feel a lot of anxiety And a lot of fear base, and with that is a lot of anger. How would the Judge, the Georges, what would they suggest in us spiritually arming and protecting ourselves?
1: First, you need to understand that no one can do actual harm to you unless you allow them. And we understand your question to be physical harm. Is that, is that what you're asking is physical harm? No spirit, like spiritual, spiritual. like,
0: okay. I know how I protect myself, but what would be a good suggestion
4: for
1: uh, for for people who may maybe not believe as I do? We, we don't recommend, per- protection, we need you to be open and trusting of the universe. And therefore, the way that you protect yourself is that you simply don't listen to those who would bring you down and continue to vibrate in your high vibration and your high frequency. And don't allow others to tell you anything else. And don't allow others to be in your space. You only draw negativity and anger into your life when you get into ego because otherwise anything anybody says or does bounces right off of you it's ego when ego engages that those things then start to integrate with you so as long as you're maintaining practices you're maintaining a high vibration and you're staying present and you're staying out of ego then you don't need to protect yourself however what mostly happens is that people immediately get into ego. And that's when they need, they need to do something. And what we recommend you do for that is recognize the voice of ego, how ego feels, and we can give you a very, very simple yardstick. If you feel good, if you feel joyful, if you feel peaceful, if you feel connected, then you are connected to spirit. If it feels bad, if it feels negative, if you feel angry, if you feel afraid or any of those other negative things, if you feel nervous, if you feel worried, um, you're in ego and it's time to sit with how you feel and sit with your response. You don't stop those feelings. You allow yourself to have them. Go someplace safe, pause, sit with the feeling Let it pass and then move back into your presence and practice because no one else's negativity can affect you unless you choose to allow it because you're coming from a space of ego. All
0: right. Next question. one.
3: Paula hmm. what are um so hello Georges. Hello. I, I know you. <laughs> I have. A, know a, you. A, I, yes yes you do. I'm I'm so fortunate um to have Karen as my friend and to know you um and your wisdom. What are the best ways for us uh, to be in alignment with this this energy um, and connect more with our own guides? Karen is so fortunate to have you in her life. Um, What are the best methods or ways that you, that maybe you could explain for us since we're human on how best to, I know our guides are with us always, but what is the best way for us to um, to connect with Source, with our guides, with even potentially you? Is it possible for us to connect to you um, or are you just for Karen? Um, how, how would you recommend that we, we do that since it's harder for us to Like you said, we have communication, the words that we use. Um, Maybe you could explain in ways that we might understand of how to better connect with source and with our our own guides. I know that kind of was all over the place, but I was trying to think of the best way to ask you that question without you laughing at me.
1: (laughs) We won't laugh at you. Karen will. This is true. <laughs> First, the most important thing to understand is that we are not just for Karen. We are source. We are one. Karen calls us George because that's who she, how she knew us when she was a child, but we are a vibration and we are a vibration of source. And the you that you are outside of ego is also of source. And therefore, you can connect to us and you can hear us. And so I'm going to ask you all to close your eyes and place your hands over your hearts and breathe in deeply, breathe out and just ask yourself, what do I feel right now? Because we are connecting to you all right now. Feel that. That's the start of connecting. Place your hands on your hearts. Close your eyes. Breathe in. And if you have a question, ask us. I believe it was Jesus who said. No, maybe it wasn't. It was somebody from source who said, for you have asked, we've answered. So all you need to do is remember that you know the answer. And so you need to learn what remembrance feels like. And what remembrance feels like is joy and love and peace. So take yourself to a space where you feel those things. And then when you're in that space, you can ask your questions. And it may not come in words. It may not come in a voice. It might come in a picture. It might come in a feeling. It might come in a thought. It might be a billboard on the side of the road or somebody's license plate. Paula, we sent you a butterfly and you didn't believe it. It was only
3: part of a butterfly, so I wasn't sure.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I have to break in here. So Paula had this thing and she was like, Well, I'm going to ask for a sign. I said, Great. What are you going to do? She said, I'm going to ask for a butterfly. I was like, Awesome. Ask for a butterfly. And so, like, I was at, like two days later, and the Georges were like, call her, get a hold of her. So I messaged Paula and I said, They said you got your butterfly. And she was like, Well, yeah, but it wasn't like it, they said you got your butterfly and you didn't think it was a real thing. And you said,
3: <laughs> I did. I said, Well, it was only like part of one. So I didn't think it was like, I, I second guessed it because I'm like, well, it wasn't like a full on like butterfly. It was like kind of a part of a butterfly. So I thought, well, maybe that's not the full, maybe I'm, you know, just, it was the full butterfly. Yeah. I mean, because they actually had me reach out to you. I know. <laughs> that was the funny part about it.
1: I was like, did you get your
3: butterfly? Because you, you did. You go like the Georgia said, you got your butterfly. And I'm like, yeah and she
1: was they also said you didn't believe it and i'm like oh can't hide from the georges no but this is what i want you guys to understand is that you can't hide from the georges look i like i say i absolutely am incredibly skeptical about this stuff um but i also know when i read this this the things that I write from them, it is so much smarter and wiser and more peaceful than I am. Those of you who know me personally know I'm like all over the place all the time. And so, you know, I read their stuff and and I know it's coming from somewhere. And so what what i think that they're trying to and i'm sorry about the microphone interrupting the ted talk as i do but i i I feel like i can actually translate some of that what they're telling you is that you have you feel it and you believe it and when it feels wise and when it feels right and when it clicks there's a reason that i get up at three o'clock in the morning and open up my computer not having there's a reason that i am sitting here doing this and you know and i said to my husband my husband's at work but as he was leaving I said, well, hopefully when you get back, my career won't be in flames at my feet. And he was like, no, you'll be fine. I mean, so I have this, this skepticism about it um, and and it's less because I get the feeling. I get a feeling and I get up and I write. And they said, you need to do this question and answer. And I said, I really don't want to. And they said, well, and so I am. And, um, you know, and this is from somebody who's who's been pretty skeptical all of my life in spite of the fact that I've played with these kids. Jamie knows when Jamie met me, I didn't even believe in ghosts. I didn't believe in any of it, did I, Jamie? <laughs> no, I didn't believe in a thing. So, so it's a process. And no matter where you are in the process, it's okay. So like Sarika was asking, how am I doing? How you're doing is fabulously, and the reason you're doing fabulously is because it's okay, wherever you are, it's okay, and that's what they want you all to know. Whatever you think you hear, it's okay. Sit down when you when you get that feeling, when you wake up from that dream, when you um, are someplace that inspires you, right, and you just feel like it. Open your computer or your pad of paper. I do both um and start to write and just it doesn't matter what you write you can draw I draw all sorts of weird little stuff when I do my readings look isn't that really attractive and I show it to the people that I do the readings for too I'm like look this is my good drawing so you can do this so whether it's art whether it's movement You all have something that brings you joy, brings you great joy. There's something that you do that takes you into the flow of things, that takes you into the flow where you stop being the ego that is you. You all have that thing that you do. Some of you move, some of you dance, some of you hike, some of you ride bikes, some of you paint rocks, some of you design houses. You all have something that you do Do that when you want to feel us, do that.
0: You ready for another question? I have one from Elaine in chat real quick, and then we'll move on to Joithy. Joithy.
1: Joithy. Hang Um, on, let me refill my thing real fast no problem they weren't kidding man when they said stay hydrated okay sorry go ahead all right
0: elaine's question is if do you know about the cerebrospinal fluid circulation breath meditation To awaken your Kundalini or third eye, do you have any tips? I think I'm doing the movements right, but my third eye hasn't opened yet.
1: Kundalini energy is energy that comes up from your spine and it moves up. And people believe that Kundalini is something that they can, that moves up at will, and it can. But we caution you against moving Kundalini too quickly before you're ready. Do the work do the spiritual work before you move the energy. So start with the safety and security when you have the safety and security taken care of, then start to listen to your creativity. When the creativity is taken care of, then move into working with your ego and softening your egos hold on you. When your egos softened, and you feel like you're out of ego, some of the time, more of the time than you used to be, then you can move up and you can move into love and unconditional love and forgiveness and compassion and work with those things and move the energy there. And once you've moved the energy there and you've worked with that, and this takes for many lifetimes, for some, and in this instant, for many lifetimes, when you've worked with the energy there, you can move it up and you can move it into your throat and you can speak your truth and you can be truth and you can set aside judgment and you can set aside criticism and you can express your truth and share your truth. Use the levels of truth-taking, telling. Tell your truth first to yourself, then tell your truth to another person, then tell your truth to everyone. Use the levels of truth-telling when you've done that, then you can move up. And there is when you get to your third eye. That's when the kundalini rises there. Everyone has the ability to awaken third eye energy. You don't need your kundalini to rise to that. So all you need to do is close your eyes, focus on that third eye and tune in and listen and pay attention and recognize that just because you think you should receive a message in a certain way or that you should receive a certain message doesn't mean that that's the way it's going to come to you. And we want to caution you, this is very, very important. Don't try to control the message. Many of you only are willing to listen to a message if it's a message you want to receive. I'm going to say that again. Many of you only listen to a message When it's a message you want to receive, when a message, it's a message that feels comfortable to you. Often, as Karen has mentioned, the things that spirit asks you to do feel uncomfortable, but they also feel right. They feel joyful. They feel peaceful. They feel helpful. They feel loving. They feel compassionate. So, in order to awaken your third eye, you must be willing to listen to it regardless of whether it tells you what you want to hear or not.
0: Jayathi has a question for you. Hi, Jayathi.
2: Oh, hi, Carrie. Hi, Georgie. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, I want to know when will I be financially sound?
1: It's up to you. That's a choice. It's a choice about being willing to accept and receive what the universe gives you and being willing to receive when someone tries to give you something and not trying to control how you receive. So many of you have an idea of what you want. I want more money. I want a partner. I want this job. I want a house. I want a car, whatever it is. And so you put your intention out into the universe to get only that. But then your thoughts go back and forth and you think, I want money, but I'm not sure. When the bill comes, if I can pay my bill, if you are asking the universe for money and when the bill comes saying, I can't pay this bill, you're giving the universe mixed signals, you're giving mixed signals to source And we give you what you what you put out there. However, what we'd really like to remind you is that instead of asking to receive something specific, when you do that, that's setting a limitation on the universe, that you step into the feeling that you're trying to achieve by having more money, and having more prosperity. And so we suggest that you sit down with a notebook and you write down what it is you want to feel when you have that money. What emotion does that make you feel? What does your life look like when you have that money? And then be in that emotion and be in that space and keep moving into that space and visualize that and affirm that I feel joyful. I feel prosperous. I feel abundant. I feel grateful. And that's when you'll start to be prosperous. We can't give you a time because it's up to you. Holy crap, look at how red my little cheeks are. Cheryl. You're like totally muted Sharon. I am mute again. I just leave
0: myself off mute and be quiet. All right. Uh, Mikhail has a question. Does source work with tools such as tarot to help communicate to us?
1: Ego works with tools such as source to help communicate with you. We send you pure communication. Many of you don't trust that communication and therefore use tools like tarot as a security blanket. all has given me the oh it's because i use tarot
3: <laughs> no i was just like that's hardcore georges <laughs> like don't be don't be harsh on the on the tarot <laughs> it's because us mere humans are afraid uh, to um as karen has illustrated it's hard for us when we get messages to actually believe that it's coming from
1: yeah that was actually quite pointed at me I just want you to know that was incredibly pointed, because every time I do a reading, I have like I mean here just let me show cool. you what hang on. Do you see all of that. That is me. Stacking the, the data. Up. <laughs> yep. I don't need any of this. They tell me I don't need any of this, but it's my security blanket. So that was absolutely, they say it was not pointed at me, but I feel like it might've been. So there's, there's a little snark there. So the, the bottom line is, is what I understand that to mean is that tools are fine, um, but the you, you don't need tools to receive messages from spirit. You It just helps you to believe it more. Yes, that's what they say there.
0: Elaine has a follow-up question to something you said earlier. Okay. The question is, I really miss my friend. When you ask me to stay in the present, are you also asking me to stop reminiscing about past memories of my friend? That's really hard.
1: Your friend is always with you. Therefore, you can be in the present with your friend. In fact, if you were present, you would recognize that your friend is always with you and the missing would stop. So I can tell you, um, because, I I think I probably wrote a a blog about this that I had the, um, you know, I've had uh, my my brother in law uh, tried to commit suicide a couple days ago. Um, My uncle died and my my husband's 49 year old brother died all within the last four weeks. It's been a lot. And so I've been asking a lot of questions about death. So I understand, Elaine. Um, and I, I mean, I do, I get it. My dad died a couple of years ago and that man has come through to me from the second he died. He has come through to me with my psychic medium friends. He has come in my dreams. He has, I, you know, he's just always there. And yet I still, it's his presence I miss, right? So I get that. Um, and it's my own ego that's saying, no, my dad's not with me. And no, my brother-in-law is not with me. And no, these people aren't with me. That's my own ego. So when I woke up, um, it was the Georges, they woke me up the other morning at about three 30 in the morning and actually speaking in the room. And the voice said, um, I can't remember. There is no death. They said there is no death. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, um, I actually laid and my husband also has heart disease. And so he's, um, he's okay, but he's, he, you know, he has some real issues. And so I worry about him a lot as well. And so I woke up to this, there is no death. And I laid in bed and I put my hands on my heart and, um, I listened to him breathe and just was so grateful that I could listen to him breathe. And my dogs who had died came and we're in the, I mean, I felt them in the bed with me. I'm sorry. Um, and I, I felt them in the bed with me. And I just, I recognized in that moment that all of these beings that we think are gone aren't. And so as long as you can hear someone breathe, be grateful for that. And then when they leave, recognize that they are still with you and that it's our own belief systems that is preventing us from feeling them and recognizing them. Because when the Georges woke me up and they said, there is no death, I recognized absolutely in that moment that that was 100% true. I don't know if they like put a little George juju on me or what it was, but I mean, I in that moment, I knew that that was true and that everyone who had passed was there. One of your struggles with death is that you misperceive what time is. Time isn't real. Time exists all at once. You exist as every human life you have ever been or ever will be all existing all at once. And if you exist in every body all at once, The reason you have the experience you have now is that you're placing your attention on that. Therefore, you can place your attention on your loved ones when you're going about your day or when you're in a quiet space and you can place your attention on them and they will come to you. Karen said that we jujued her. We did not, we simply reminded her When she was half asleep and therefore receptive to what we said. That there is no death.
0: Elaine says that she's very relieved and that her missing will stop when she goes into the present. She wants to thank you so much. Thank you for telling her there's no death. Wow.
1: a powerful one, isn't it? I mean, within like, an hour of that I, you know, I slipped back into, you know, so it's a it's a concentrated effort, but I have moments now where I can slip back into that space. When you're in a space where you feel joyful, and you feel happy and you feel connected, whether it's to a loved one who has passed, or to some other positive emotion, we urge you to put that into something. It can be a rock. It can be a piece of paper. It can be anything that you hold in your hands when you feel that. And when the energy stops, put it down. And when you want to feel it again, Pick it up.
0: Can I ask a question? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I'll ask anyway. Um, OK, so based on what you just said, um, I'd like to just ask about a personal sc- struggle that I have and that is um about death right you were just talking about that um while i wholeheartedly believe that that that, that we go on and then when we die you know we you know our soul go, goes on and evolves and this and uh reincarnation and all this but then i have doubts creep in now and then that tell me that Am I just fooling myself into believing what I want to believe, even though after everything I've experienced, how could I think that way? It confuses me because I I don't know how I can go back and forth like that, having experienced what I've experienced, you know?
1: Conditioning is very hard to overcome. As a matter of fact, overcoming your conditioning is the work of each lifetime. It is what masters in training do. They overcome conditioning. You go back and forth because your conditioning tells you something. It's those neural pathways that you believe that you have set. And so when you recognize you're doing that, ask for a sign. Maybe we'll send you part of a butterfly. Awesome, okay, I'll
0: do that next time.
1: And ask for a specific sign too, but then be willing to accept it, right, Paula? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm picking on Paula. It just,
3: it freaked me out because I see that I have, like Karen, I struggle with worrying about what I get, if it's real, if it's not, whatever. And I've, I've even had some experiences with Karen where she's validated for me things that have happened. And I'm like, man, I don't know. And then, so it just really freaked me out when she called me and said, okay, the Georgias are telling me they sent you a sign and you didn't believe it. And I'm like, oh, like it really freaked me out. You know, and she kept saying to me, when are you gonna stop freaking out about things that you know are true?
1: (laughs) So that was me though, that wasn't them. Oh, that was you. That was that was them. that part with the winning. But I mean, but I ask that because I'm asking that of myself as well, right, right. So, yeah.
3: The thing is that they don't get frustrated with you because of course, that comes from ego. Frustration comes from ego. So, of course, the Georges and all of our guides and whatever are very patient with where we're always at. They just keep saying, okay, well, That didn't work. So I'm just going to send another message and I'll keep sending messages until they, the anvil hits them on the head and they'll get it, but they're never like mad about it or anything. It's just,
1: you're not doing anything wrong. Right.
3: They're like, well, they'll get it when they're ready. You're so patient. So
1: they hang on. Just the fact that you're making the effort is important, but we have to ask you something and we'd like you all to consider this. If it is you making it up, what's the difference? If it feels wise and it feels right, and it feels vibrationally sound, does it matter if it comes from you or if it comes from us? Because are you ready for a secret? We are you. There is no difference. The only difference is that you believe that there's a difference. You believe that the packet of energy that's held loosely together by force fields is a separate entity. And so does the dog. <laughs> you know, they've actually said that to me before. What if it's you? I mean, because I always say, well, what if it's me? What if I'm making this up? Um, and I mean, I struggle with that What's the difference? Does it matter? And I've come to a place of recognizing, like I say, because I go back and I read the stuff that they said, and that ain't coming from me, man. I mean, you know, I'm reasonably bright. Those of you who know me know that, you know, I'm no slouch, but I'm not that. (laughs) So, I mean, as I said that, they said, yes, you are. I am that, oh, hang on. Have you heard, I am, that, I am? I am that, I am. Try saying that, I am that, I am. Now look at something, anything, look at somebody in the room, look at a plant, look at a couch look at anything and say i am that i am and when your conditioning threatens to overwhelm you when your politics feel like they've been violated look at the person that you feel is violating those things and say i am that i am I am that. So when you say, maybe it's me, it is you. I am that. I am.
3: Paula. So this came, came in a few minutes ago in terms of people questioning things that happen, right, or synchronicities or you see a butterfly or whatever. And what made me think was, what if you're having a synchronicity or you're having a, you know, something happened that you feel is, in alignment or whatever, you're having that vibration, that moment, instead of shooing it away or questioning, is it me or not me? What if you just followed it along? What if you just said, okay, and kept going down that path, right? Like, imagine where it would lead you instead of saying, oh, it was just the wind, or oh, it was just the dog, or, whatever, a paranormal experience or whatever you're having, instead of shooing it away, which Karen and the Georges know I've done before out of fear, what if you just embraced it and said, okay, this thing just happened, what next? And allowed for that.
1: Um, Look who's listening and hearing. Oh is that directed at me? I mean you're listening. I mean I I think that was like a George Attaboy. It yeah,
3: it's like what if what if you just allowed it and just saw where it went instead of trying to because we as grown-ups tend to dismiss and and avoid or ignore those things. What if we listened? What if we paid closer attention? and just said, "Huh, that's interesting and allowed to move forward with that and go down that path instead of being afraid." And or
1: that is why we are doing this right now. Yeah. Yeah, because you all said, "Huh, that's interesting." and allowed it, but what most people in ego do, what most spirits in bodies do, and what most masters in training do, is they spend all of their time in then with that, instead of being here now with this. And when you're in that, then there, you can't allow it because it's very unlikely that you'll notice it
3: wouldn't that be a good explanation then too for ghosts staying attached to this realm is they've they're no longer embodied but they have become they've they're still attached to their ego they they're might not, they have
1: not died their bodies are gone, but they are ego identified. Right. The true definition of death is when you stop identifying with the ego. Right. And some spirits remain because they are still working on what they agreed to work on. Some of them plan it before. Some of them get caught up in the ego of it all. Ego Has a very sticky residue. Most of the time, no, all of the time, the sticky residue that's lingering because of ego comes from shame. And everything in your lives is dedicated to shame. You begin shaming your babies from the minute they're born, when you shush them, when all they're trying to do is communicate, and they feel shame. You shame yourselves. When you have trauma, instead of allowing yourself to process those feelings that are associated with the trauma and recognizing the opportunities that exist within trauma, instead of that, instead of doing those things, you push it down, you ignore it, and you make it into shame, and it sticks, and it stays. You become identified with your traumas. And when you're identified with your traumas, it's sticky. And it pulls you back to then. And it makes you worry about what's coming. Then what's next? What happened before instead of just being here? If you could be here now all of the time and allow yourself to process and look at your trauma and your shame it would be gone you would be masters that is what masters have done but shame is also the name of the game when you enter human bodies oh they were proud of that Shame is the name of the game they were like
0: care. Yeah. Um, I have a question for the George collector from Elaine. Uh, she wants to know how did humans forget that they are from source.
1: Excuse me, just a sec. Boy, they weren't kidding about being thirsty. Holy cow, I don't get thirsty like that when I type. It's by design. You choose to identify with an ego when you enter a body. You choose to identify with thousands of egos when you enter thousands of bodies. And this is by design. Because source, at one time, was all that is. And source had no way of knowing itself as anything other than love. And source wanted to experience itself as more. Source wanted to understand what it meant to be love. And the only way to understand what it means to be something is to not be something else. You in human bodies should recognize this. You, most of what you identify yourself as being, you only do because you identify yourself as not being something else. I am good because I am not evil. I am smart because I am not dumb. I am hot because I was cold yesterday and I am not cold now. You have all come into your bodies and agreed to enter the illusion of duality where everything is a polarity. And the reason that you're doing this is so that source can experience itself in all aspects and come to understand what it means to be pure love. There's a raccoon out on my front of my house right now he wants to join the Q&A he's really noisy
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right do we have another question
4: I have a question um earlier you mentioned uh that that the messages were urgent messages uh for this um, great awakening. And so I'm just wondering, uh, you know, cause we have this uh, group of uh, fourth wave energy, uh, people that are the fourth wave. So as we transition, um, the, the third wave People will, will, will. Well, like, what, what do the third wave people? How are we going to like help the fourth wave people, or the fourth wave people going to help the third wave people? And then, what is like the? I mean, how many waves are are there? Is this is this? Are we like nearing the end of this experiment, or? <laughs> Or are there thousands and thousands of more
1: lifetimes? There are many more lifetimes. Third wave and fourth wave energy is misunderstood. It's really important that you understand that fourth wave is not better than third wave. Third wave is not better than second wave. Second wave is not better than first wave. So this currently is the first time that humanity has attempted to transition from one wave of energy to the other, without wiping yourselves out. And you're doing well. You're doing better than source perhaps expected that you might. And So what happens, you try to raise your vibration. How do you become fourth wave? You raise your vibration, you stay in presence, you meditate, you listen when you hear truth, you clean your shame, you sit with your feelings, you start to understand the nature of the universe. The fourth wavers will raise the vibration vibration that vibrates higher next to a lower vibration always they meet in the middle fourth wave vibration comes down a little third wave vibration comes up a little some in the third wave have chosen to leave that is one of the reasons that so many souls are leaving earth right now is because they have chosen to leave so that they can come back as fourth wave and support that That is not a decision that is made in the conscious mind. Most of the people who have chosen to leave to come back in new bodies, their souls made that decision, they made that decision as souls, and they're coming back. So how do you support it by being in presence by doing what you can to raise your vibration, and by doing what you can to not lower someone else's. So do you need examples of what it might be to lower someone else's? Yeah. Conditioning, shaming them, watching the things that you consume as entertainment, things where people kill each other and hate each other and scream at each other. Your expectations of what partnerships are, Romantic partnerships often lower the vibration. Your expectations and your clinging to systems that no longer serve you lower vibrations. And so, what you do to raise vibration is to participate and stand up for the things that you recognize are energetically next wave. For instance, money money is a totally arbitrary system that you have all agreed upon, where you give value to packets of energy. And you say, you have more of this paper, and we've attached this energy to it. So you matter more than somebody who has less of this energy. If you look at what's happening in your financial markets with things like Bitcoin, which is totally fake money, and you compare it to the money that you use and you bring into your life, you start to recognize that that is also totally fake money and you are agreeing upon a system of barter. And if you don't like that system of barter, then change it. If you don't like that your medias condition you and brainwash you and lie to you. And they they use you to get those packets of energy called money. They don't inform you of any truth. It's all about getting you those packets of energy called money, if you recognize that, then find a way to be truth. Don't support the news systems that don't tell you truth. Don't get in fights with people who believe differently than you. If somebody believes differently than you, listen to them, be present with them, love them, bless them, and go on your way. You don't need to engage in those things. You don't need to have arguments about those things. You don't need to try to convince people to believe what you believe. The people who want to believe what you believe and who should believe what you believe will be drawn to you. And they will share your truth. The people who don't share your truth Currently, you all are giving them too much attention. And in giving them that attention, you're giving them energy and power. Therefore, you withdraw your attention from that because that is of ego. And you simply go on being who you are and being in your vibration. And don't worry about other people's vibrations. Speak your truth first to yourself, then speak your truth to one other person, then speak your truth to all other people, but don't expect or need them to dwell within the same truth that you have.
0: Following up on that, Karen, when it's a family member that you're debating, let's say, let's say um, political beliefs. let's just go with that example. It's a close family member and it's a constant battle between these two family members. How do you stop? How do you just cut it off? So it's not that easy. I, I've tried but but it just it's just this horrible cycle. <laughs> You know, how, how can you just stop when you care about that family member and you love them and you, but you, you know, you don't want to constantly engage when it devolves into, you know, arguments. How do you just stop?
1: To quote the great earth philosopher, Yoda, there is no try, there is only do. If you're trying, you're not doing. So don't try. How do you stop doing that? Stop doing that. Disengage your emotions. Who says you can't love someone because they believe differently than you? Just disengage. by the way, Cheryl, I totally get that. I mean, because I am a reasonably liberal person married to a conservative man. And um, love him. Uh, he's getting, he's coming along. But when he starts, I say, I love you. We'll talk later. And I I just, you just disengage. But I understand the struggle. But I think that they're right. I mean, stop doing it. That's how you stop Stop doing that. So by me feel,
0: I I feel like I'm trying to educate them, but I'm really not, right?
1: How other people feel and what other people think is none of your business. And what you think and how you feel is none of their business. There is only one person whose feelings are your business. There's only one person whose thoughts are your business. Anything else is attempting to control and condition instead of allowing them to have their own path and their own experience. Gotcha. They tell me that all the time. (laughs) It's That darn control thing, Karen. It's what we do. We're people. We're people living in bodies with egos.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, we have the egos, our bodies do too, I suppose, but yeah.
0: Yes. Any other questions?
2: Yes, uh, Sarika. Hi Georgies. uh Actually my sister, the youngest sister, she's into drinking nowadays. Like, you know, how do I help her to come out of it? She wants to come out, but still she's unable to do it. She tries to, you know, now uh, within pandemic also, she tries to go out, get some liquor, drink, and she'll create a ruckus at home. She'll yell at everybody. It's been a pain to see her go through all this is there a way that we try to help her we try to do reiki healing and all that but again we're not able to help her come out completely out of that is there a way that i can help her
1: addiction is difficult especially for the people who are not addicted and who are watching someone that they love struggle with addiction but everybody Every soul in a body has something they're addicted to. The way that you help her is by loving her and letting her make her choices. This is her path. It gives you pain and the only control you have is to change how you react to her and how you change and to change how you feel about it because she will do what she does and anything else is simply impossible. You have no control over her. You can be supportive. You can love her. You can offer her resources when she is ready for them. But until then, you simply love her. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I get that. Totally. It's tough.
0: All right. Next question. Anyone? Anyone? Jamie, do you have a question? Or are you, I had to find my mute button first.
2: I don't know if it's really a question for um,
4: humans, but um, my question is, you know, with um, everything happening with like climate change and with Gaia and everything, do you think that humans are gonna kind of recognize these changes
1: if, I mean, you know, with everybody awakening a little bit more and it seems like there's a shift happening and I'm wondering if this is kind of like maybe a reset and if the next generation will kind of live
4: in like more of like a golden year. If If that makes any sense,
2: I know I'm all over the place.
1: If the current generation does not destroy the planet, the next generation is its hope. There's great hope in the next generation. They believe differently. They feel differently. They see differently. They have fewer filters in place than you have. They have fewer filters. They have, so their ego is less strong. They remember more things and therefore they already have a greater respect for the earth. So if the current generation can hold it together and thus far you are, then there is great hope. the next generation. However, once you destroy your planet, Gaia is destroyed, and the consciousness will go elsewhere. And that's part of the trying to shift from third wave to fourth wave without wiping yourselves out. We're getting there.
5: Thank
0: you. Um, Janet has a question. How do you teach children religion?
1: We recommend you don't teach children religion. We recommend that you teach children to trust the inner voice that speaks to them. We recommend that you, if you share books with them, you share books that support spiritual growth versus religious growth. There is an excellent book for children written by someone else we have talked to, although he called us God, it's called The Little Soul in the Sun. It is a book that we channeled to Neil Donald Walsh and it teaches children about spirituality and more and more of these books are coming out. That's how you teach them and You teach them by listening to them and by supporting them. And when they tell you something, ask them more about it. Be present with it. Don't try to get them to think differently than what they're telling you. Because children speak the truth and they share their truth with you. So the question shouldn't be, how do we teach our children religion? The question should be, how do we let our children teach us spirituality?
0: I think that's interesting because, I mean, pretty much from early on when my children were young, I felt like they were teaching me way more than I was teaching them.
1: Kids do that.
0: Yeah. I'm like, wait, shouldn't this be reversed? Like, how are they wiser than me, you know?
1: Well, they're, they're wiser than you because they're more connected and more closely connected to source. They remember things more. And the children being born now especially remember more. They are missing filters that you have. And this is by design. This was part of the shifting of energy. You came with ver- filters that were very firmly in place, which is why you are so susceptible to conditioning. And then you just conditioned one another But those of you who are parents recognize that it's very difficult to condition your children. And that's a good thing. It may not seem like it, but it's a good thing. And so listen to your children. Ask your children. So, you know, when Tanner was, um, my son Tanner is 20 something, 25, I think, uh, when he was three. Um, and he's, he's an indigo. Do you guys know what indigo kids are? He's a, he's that kind of that fourth wave shifting energy. And he was kind of in the earlier waves of it. Um, because they really started coming in about 1998 and he was born in 96 or something like that. But he was just this little wise soul that was very, very calm all the time. And he just knew crap. And um, that's a technical term that was from me, not the Georges. Um, Anyway. And I remember when he was a baby and I was, um, or he wasn't a baby, he was three and I was just snuggled up in bed with him and we were talking and, um, this is the little boy that when i would sing to him would sweetly put his hand against my cheek and say mommy don't sing it was very sweet but anyway so one night when i after he had told me not to sing i said so tell me about before i was your mom and he was like so excited like he had been waiting for me to ask him this question his entire three years you know and he oh Oh, and he starts talking about being a doctor on a ship to Africa and he went around this thing and people had this disease and he had you know and he was trying to help them and I mean just this this really this story that a three-year-old I didn't even know he knew what Africa was although maybe he watched Zabu Mifu. I think that I think that maybe Zabu Mifu had Africa in it but he was just this little wise font of but he grew up here in our town, which is very conservative little town, um, which is why I'm here. I'm an anchor, apparently. And so is he and he had a lot of that conditioning. And so it's been interesting to watch him as an adult, um, and how he has just absolutely, like, rejected the conditioning just rejected it. He's like, I'm going to do what I want. And I'm going to believe what I want. And people can listen to you or not and listen to me or not. And I don't care. And if somebody says it's about me, it's all good. So our kids are, you know, our kids are way smarter than we are and they are way more connected to source than we are. He came out like psychic as heck. Um, you know, I had to work at this stuff. He came out knowing the stuff. He's just, that's just the way he is. Sorry. I I uh...
0: <laughs> love that story. That's awesome.
1: Especially the don't sing part. Any of you who have ever heard me sing understand that though. <laughs> oh
2: man. I sing joyfully. I
1: sing loudly and I sing badly.
0: Uh, I'm having but a flat Stop. <laughs> to our radio show. What's that? Side note: I'm, I was just having flashbacks to our oh, right.
1: I did sing. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was fun. Well, let's not go into the past. Let's remain in the present, shall we? Oh, all right, if we must, we must.
0: righty. alright. Any questions?
1: They want me to tell you something. Mikkel is really going to love this. So there is a stone that if you really want to, um, like be present in their vibration and you meditate with it, um, it's, it is very helpful. I actually have one in my bra right now. Kid you not. Boom. (laughs) Hold it right out of there. It's warm and a little bit sweaty. But that's okay. So um, this is, I don't know if you guys have seen this. This is this is actually called a Shambhala stone. It's a piece of um, Tibetan tektite. And I ordered this and when I ordered it, I saw this side, right? And I, but I really was drawn to it and I wanted it really bad. And so I paid quite a bit of money for this. And when it got here, can you guys see what's on there? It's butterflies the Georgias sent me this stone. So, um, they, they say that any kind of tektites, um, so I know that, like, I know that Mikkel has Columbianite, and that actually might be, um, why you're drawn to it. Um, there's Saphrodite, uh, this is just Shambhala stone, and then you can even get, like, a oh, Moldavite, and even, like, little little bits of Tibetan tektite this is really inexpensive and you can get it so any of the tektites which come from meteorites which the Georges haven't confirmed this but I think they're like spacemen I do I think that they're sp- I I not in the sense that we think of but I I think that they're yeah that's just my own personal theory they won't tell me
0: It's about time I go to the rock shop, I think. I guess,
1: do you think they have that there? Um, if not, you can get it on Etsy. Okay. So, and then like Moldavite, yeah, you can get Moldavite. Um, this is like Moldavite and Fe- phenakite, mm-hmm. for instance. It's, I've got all sorts of, like Moldavite. I say, I what's that? You have this tiny one. That's Moldavite.
0: Yeah, I got this tiny one. That's Moldavite. Huh. But I wanted to get the other one, the Tibetan tectite.
1: Tibetan type. Yeah. So meditating with those things, if you're um, like, you know how they were saying, um, hang on, they were, they were talking about hold something, right? When you're in that feeling, tektites are really good for that. Hold something when you're in that space and that feeling and that now and hold those and then pull them up. They're good for that.
0: Awesome. So, are there any other big messages that the George Collective wants to give us?
1: Woo, they just absolutely head rushed me. Hang on. Did my cheeks get even redder? A little bit. Yeah. be here now. And that I am that I am. That is the most important thing to remember. Those two things. Be here now. I am that I am. And mind your business. They tell me that a lot. Mind your business. What are you worrying about that for? I am a huge worrier. Um, And since I've really in the last year, you know, when everything's been like absolutely insane, right? And I should be like the most worried I've ever been in my life because I've been communicating with the Georgias. I'm like, it's cool. It's good. It's kind of nice. I kind of dig it. Oh, so they want me to tell you this because it's easier coming from me um, because it's more of a, a, so, okay. So if you are ignoring the messages, right, or if you're not paying attention and you're getting messages and you're not paying attention and you're not being in that space, a lot of times the way that it's going to manifest is as anxiety. Um, And that anxiety is going to be like, like racing heart or just worrying, looping thoughts, things like that, actual anxiety types of symptoms. A lot of times that is related to not paying attention to their messages. And then also they want me to tell you this because somebody here, they said, had the same thing. Cheryl, remember when I was itching? Yeah. So it can also manifest in itching 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 with absolutely no cause itching 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 and so somebody they said that it's one of you guys that that you're having that and that's not being in the moment and that's not being here now you're itching and mine was so bad I had bruises on my legs from scratching and then as soon as the Georges as soon as I started actually really paying attention and channeling them and listening to them and reading back what I'd read and stuff gone what
4: kinds of um signs i mean should we be like always looking for signs how do we know we're seeing a sign like a couple weeks ago i kept on seeing like dead birds and so that I was like was that a sign but you know what i mean like did you ask
1: for dead birds no no i mean probably uh, something was killing the birds right but um you place too much emphasis on signs. Ask for a sign when you need a sign, but be present and pay attention. And the biggest sign you'll get is how you feel. If you feel uncomfortable, then you need to do something else. You need to choose something else. If you feel peaceful and that's your side. And for those of you who are incredibly resistant, ask for your dreams, look in your dreams. If you're having a lot of disturbing dreams, if you're having a lot of anxiety ridden dreams, then that it's probably a sign that you're out of alignment. And so seek alignment and seek a space where your dreams are good. But pay attention to your dreams, because they're bringing up emotions that you have suppressed. And you need to sit with those because those are that sticky residue that keeps your vibration lower.
0: All right, Uh, we've got about 15 minutes left. I think I
1: saw that Geothy had a... Oh,
0: I missed that. Sorry about that.
1: Will there be specific signs for each one of us? You can ask for a sign, and you can ask for a specific sign. But don't overuse it, because then you're so busy looking for your signs that you forget to be here now. So if you need to know something, really ask for a sign. But then don't only don't just ask for sign after sign after sign. Once you get your sign, trust your sign, and then just be in the present, recognize how you feel when you get that sign and then look for the feeling instead of the sign. Now I want to start singing. Sons, Sun, signs everywhere. <laughs> everything is a sign. I mean, everything is a sign. Everything can be a sign. So what I would suggest, this is what I recommend, although Paula ignored me, is ask for a specific sign. But then when you get it, believe it so that I don't have to contact you at three o'clock in the morning when the Georges are like, Cheryl got a sign and you know we're just gonna wake you up and make you call her. So, only ask for signs if you're going to believe them. If you're not going to believe them, don't ask. You will know what it is because you will have asked for a specific sign. Ask to see a white feather or a blue bird or a partial butterfly or a yellow flower. But make sure that if you ask for a white feather, you are open to any white feather it can be the word white feather it can be on a truck it can be on your television set it can be in a dream so if you ask for a specific sign be willing to accept anything as that sign anything that is what you've asked for and when you get it don't tell yourself it doesn't count because you asked, we gave it to you, it counts.
5: Steve has a question. Well, well, yeah, it's not really a question, just sort of a comment. Um, I've I've read all the church collective's uh, messages and uh, I just wanted to express appreciation. They're uh, amazingly beautiful and insightful and I don't don't really have any questions because it seems like they've provided enough information to answer all of them. And in, in terms of proving that they're true, you, you had a sense that they were from, from outer space. Um, I've long story short, I've been following the extraterrestrial issue. And, and, and there's a Twitter account, uh, Sandia wisdom that that's that's curated uh, similar to the, the George collective. It's through a telepath. And it's I've had experiences uh, through it. And uh, w- one of them was to together the ideas for um, an amusement park that would connect cultures between extraterrestrials and and our civilization and and when that when that uh, was confirmed through the twitter account the george collective had a graphic almost identical to what i had been drawing up for that amusement park that that confirmed confirmed the message
1: for real
5: yeah oh that's cool yeah
1: i just went in and changed all the george collective graphics this this week I gave the site an uplift. I gave the site a little bit of a facelift. Also, I also wanted to mention, because I know like Jamie keeps asking, is this a lot of you do, is this going to be a book? Is this going to be a book? And so I've actually put them on our greatest And you can just click to the first message and read them one after another. That's as close as we're going to get for a while. I, um, you know, I don't, I, uh, I'm uncomfortable charging people for this wisdom. I'm, I'm just, I'm uncomfortable making money off of this, um, for a lot of reasons. And they, they are actually like laughing at me as I say that, because they say that I sell every book that they've ever, <laughs> cause like all my crystals books and all my Reiki books, they channel all of that. They're, they're like, you know, yeah, well you, you are making money. So it's just apparently a line I've drawn in the sand and it's completely an illusion. So there you go. But in the meantime, you can just go and so you just go to our greatestgood.com, the very first post you just click on go to first post and then you can at the end of every post that you read it takes you to the next and takes you to the next. It has like a little link that you click and it's really pretty now because I gave them like a little logo and stuff. It's very nice. It's lovely. Very
0: cool. Gotta check that out. I didn't know you had that site.
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, um, when I set it up, uh, they, they told me at the time that I set up, they actually, I was like, well, it's on my blog, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, no, we want you to set up this site because we want other people to feel free to share their wisdom as well. Nobody's doing that. So it's not happening because I have done a really, really bad job of advertising it because I've been really, really busy, um, ironically, 2020 was like my busiest year as far as work and writing and books and then had the Georges on top of it. So um, I just never did that. But if you guys have wisdoms and things that you want to share, there's a little contact form on there. Fill it out, send it in. We will stick it in the blog. We want people to share their own wisdom um, because you guys are, I, I look, I'm not doing anything that you guys can't do. I'm not doing anything other than getting super pink cheeks as they come through, um, which tends to be, by the way, this is my reaction. I do this when I um, channel Reiki too. I get really red, really red cheeks. Anytime I do any energy work, I get super, I get, I just, it's just, I get an energy flush or something. I swear I haven't been hitting the wine. Um, That's not what's in my bottle. So yeah, I mean, they, they, you guys all have access to the same wisdom as I do and you have different filters in place than I do. So everything that the Georges tells me comes through the filter of Karen. And this is really important to understand because I'm a conscious channel, which means that I can't help but have my own thoughts as we're having these conversations, which is why I keep breaking in. Um, and what that looks like for me is that I go back and forth. So like, um, before we started doing this earlier tonight, I actually was kind of sitting and just kind of um, trying to to tune in. And I did that activation meditation, which by the way, never meditate to the sound of your own voice, because all you can hear are the annoying things that you sound like. Um, apparently I bask a lot. Now, if you guys do the meditation, you're all going to listen for the word bask. <laughs> but um so, but I started to feel I, I get a feeling when they're coming on. Um, and with me, it's kind of a pressure in my ears, and it is a compulsion. I have to do it. I have to stop what I'm doing and do it. So, I knew that they were gonna be here. Um I was a little concerned about how they were gonna communicate. I was like, oh my God, is my voice gonna sound like a monster? Am I gonna be able to keep myself away far enough that, you know, I, am I going to sound like I've been sucking on helium? I had no idea because I have not done this this way before, uh, which is why I was I was a little bit nervous about it. So you guys have made this very easy and I appreciate that. And I, I'm very thankful for, for you all and I can feel you all supporting me. Um, But the other thing is that they are letting me know right now that as we're doing this, that they are sending you guys energy and I don't know if you can feel the energy that they're sending you but it is coming that is not me, that is them coming through this connection to you. And now that we've done this and we've had this conversation. If you feel what you feel right now just close your eyes for a minute and sort of feel what you feel, and you want to communicate with them go into that space and feel that and let yourself feel that. Um, And you can do the activation meditation as well. And you can feel that because that is, even though that's my voice, and even though a lot of what I've said to you is in my voice, it's um, still, it's, it's them and they are connecting that energy to you and you can connect yourself to that energy as well. And it's so important that you understand that they want you to understand that, that you are connected to that. They would like to actually, if we can, if anybody has any other questions, we can answer it really quickly. But then that what they want me to do is they actually want me to just have everybody kind of sit for a few minutes, hands on hearts, including me eyes closed, and they are going to send us all some energy. So do we have any questions before we do that? Everybody's got their hands on that you are ready for that George love. Okay, hands on hearts, eyes closed. Go ahead and just take deep breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. Feet flat on the floor, spine straight, another deep breath in and out through your mouth. And I'm going to stop talking and the Georges are going to just transmit. Here we go. And so it is. We love you. Let's wait until we get everybody back. So Michele mentioned that she has been feeling pressure in one of her ears. That's one of the signs that I get. Um, And what's really interesting is I actually had somebody signed up to do this tonight who messaged me and says, my ears have been really doing weird things. I'm not going to come. And I said, well, that's what I get before the Georges. Maybe you should. Um, So she chose not to, which is fine. It's it's up to her. But so if the ear pressure is one of the things, um, warmth is one. For me, I smell not I smell, I smell, I smell ozone and things like that. I I actually smell like it, I start to smell ozone, and I start to see heat waves too. So there are all sorts of ways. So if you're feeling that pressure in your ears, because um, Sarika said so you were as well, Sarika. So that is often I mean, look, if you're going up in an airplane or driving up a mountain, that's probably Pressure, but if you start to feel that, take a minute, put your hands over your heart, take a deep breath, and just when you get something, whether it's the smell or you feel the pressure in the ears or the tingling on the crown of your head, or I mean, there's all sorts of things, right? Um, or just even get that feeling, like if you just get the George feeling. Do you guys know what I mean by the George feeling? If you just get the George feeling, take a minute, stop what you're doing. If you're driving the car, don't stop what you're doing if you're operating heavy equipment, but just take a minute, put your hands on your heart, you know, get yourself someplace safe and just say, tell me what I need to know because they're reaching out to you. And the way that you start to connect to them is by recognizing how they connect to you, how you perceive their energy. And once you can start to recognize how you perceive your en- their energy, then you can draw a picture, you can paint a rock, you can write in a notebook, you can whatever it is that you do to connect to that energy to hands over your heart, take a few deep breaths, and then just do something because they're trying to tell you something. All right. Any, any questions before we break? You guys have been fantastic. I, like I say, I appreciate it. Some of my friends were kind enough to come. I think that they knew that I was nervous about doing this. And so I appreciate all of you coming and and being supportive and supporting this, this little weird thing that I do.
0: Karen, if anybody has any follow-up questions after tonight, can they reach out to you?
1: hmm. Yeah, there's a, they can reach out through the contact form, either on my website, or, or actually, you guys all have my email, I emailed all of you. Right? So yeah, email me if you have questions about things. Um, I, I urge you to so the Georges have stepped back. So I think they feel like they're done. But I urge you to um, seek your own answers first. And if you're because that's because it's really easy to ask someone but seek your own answers first and if you're really not feeling like there's an answer and you feel like you're stuck. Then go ahead and reach out and I mean i'm not going to look if somebody emails me in five minutes i'm probably going to be sound asleep, because I woke up I the Georges talked to me almost all night last night, and then I was up at like four this morning so um. I probably won't answer you until tomorrow, but I'm not going to be upset if any of you guys, you know, message me. I'm not going to judge you and think, oh my god, I told them to find their own answers, right? Because that's just not who I am and I'm I'm here to help. So yes. And I would also urge you to share if if you feel the George messages are valuable and people need to hear them, I urge you to share them. Um, you know, I feel like a little lone voice in the wilderness, but I'm feeling a little less alone with it. So I I Appreciate all of you for for being so supportive and really resonating what it is that the Georges are saying. Thank you, Karen. Thanks to the George Collective.
0: Thanks for everybody coming tonight and asking your questions. I, this has been a lot of fun.
1: It's been fun for you guys. No, <laughs> <laughs> I made it through. Water, yeah. Nice. I did. I drank. I, I actually, I have like that much left. I drank so much water. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, I am going to end the recording then. And um, yeah, please feel free to reach out. Um, and, you know, I look forward to hearing your adventures with your own Georges. And please remember, I am that. I am. If there was anything that came through that was incredibly profound for me, that was it. So you find your own thing, but that was mine. So, all right. Thank you.